global controls will have to be imposed and a world governing body will be created to enforce them. Welcome to Tinfoil Hat. We go deep, homeboy. Eric, open your mind. Drink from the fountain of knowledge. There's lizard people everywhere. That's some interdimensional shit. Wake up, Aaron. This is only the beginning. There's you just blew my mind. Tim Foyle hat. Tim Foyle. You just blew my mind. And welcome to another Tin Foil Hat. Joining me as always, my homeboy XG and the place to be. We go to St. John's University. Nobody's we're going deep. Yeah, we're going deep. How are you, buddy? Okay, I've been good. Hope Everybody. you guys enjoyed that last episode of me and the guy yelling at each other. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> so we got another episode. Super excited. But before that, let's get into some business. Guys, today. This will come out on what? Yeah, this will come out Thursday. T- Thursday. So tomorrow night, I the Texas tour for Tinfoil Hat starts. First of all, Friday night, I'm by myself. It's tripling a couple of my friends. I'm at the Hyenas in Plano, Texas. That's right. Go to hyenascomedyclub.com uh, and get the tickets, or you go to my website, Sam Tripoli. It's me, an hour of power. Come and rock. We're going to fucking pack that place. And then the following night, I'm in Houston with Eddie Bravo on the Tim Fall Hat Comedy Night. Myself, Eddie Bravo, live at the Secret Group. Come get weird with us. And then afterwards, I'm going to look at black strippers with fat asses because that's the point of going to Houston. And then Sunday night, we're going to be in Austin, the Mecca Conspiracies. Who knows who will show up? It's Eddie Bravo, myself again, the Tim Fall Hat Comedy Live. Uh, Sunday at the Paramount. Uh, the State Theater at the Paramount Theater in Austin. Come gra- All those tickets, you can go to samtriplee.com. Let's pack it out. I'm super excited. Uh, the shows have been great, so come out and get a piece of that. We also have the Patreon. Jump on the Patreon, homeboy. Uh, some great shows. We're doing live streams. We're doing uh, uh, audios for you. You're getting tons of content. And I'm going to start interviewing comics about their conspiracies and posting it only on there. So uh, come join that and be a part of that. And what else do we have to push? Oh, today's episode is brought to you by our good friends at BetDSI. BetDSI for all your betting needs. Go to BetDSI. Use the promo code PUNCH. One What? Or no, excuse me. Use the promo code HAT100 and you can get a 100% match here. But cash bonus up to $500. Uh, it is a great time to be betting. UFCs, uh, footballs, full fight. Basketball is insane this season. So go use again, use the promo code uh, HAT100. Do you have a bet at all, uh, XT? Uh, not too much, but You're I not did. not betting, man? Yeah, dude, right now, how Warriors did the Bulls. They're Ooh, good, that dude. was dirty. Yeah. I th- oh, I couldn't believe it. I, my phone updated. It let me know, and I was like, there's no way this halftime. I fucking, are you a Laker fan? Huh? Nah. What are you? Hmm? You any fan of any sport? Of any nah. basketball yeah, team? Yeah, just not like a hardcore fan, but uh, Heat. I thought Mexico, though, you're Mexican, you got to be a Laker fan. Uh, it's, uh, uh, it's too many Mexicans. Do you remember Laker when fans. the Lakers won the championship on Gay Pride Day? That was the greatest day in gay Mexican history. The greatest day in L.A. Gay Mexicans were going crazy. They had, no, they had rings and anal on the same day. So, guys, go get the uh, pro, use the promo code HAT100, and you'll get 
100% matching cash bonus up to $500 on BetDSI.com. We appreciate them. Guys, uh, back by popular demand, returning champions. Uh, some of my favorite people to have on the show. I think this is the fourth appearance, which makes them, they're almost in the five-time guest appearance thing. They're, they're, they're returning champions from one of the best podcasts out there, the Grime America. Please welcome Darren Grimes and Graham Dunlop, everybody. How are you guys? Good. Thanks, brother. Am You're I... our favorite gay juice show. Thank you, dude. <laughs> I love it. Finally, somebody recognized my gay Jewish powers, okay? And I'm willing to sell out to the bisexual lizard people. How are you guys? We're good. Yeah, we're still hanging on to the last remnants of fall here before the snow starts flying. This is when uh, so we'll take it. Your love we'll of take Canada, it as long as we can get it. This is your love of Canada gets tested, right? You're like, God, yeah. So freaking. That's right. January and February tough months, but well, hey, if you come to town, that'll help. Well, you know, I'm going to be out there uh, in Edmonton, which is uh, in the I think the third week of January or the last week of January. I'm going to be out there, so hopefully, maybe we can work something out. I'd like to do something with you guys. Calgary's a wonderful town for comedy, and I'd love to do something up there. Uh, so we'll figure that out. So you guys are in your new studio, a little catch-up. Uh, how's it going? Good. Yeah, we're still actually in our temporary space. We're at Producer Brody's in a spare room. Uh, I think we have found a permanent space. We're a few months out from moving into that, so we just got to keep Brody happy. Through the winter, or we'll be out on our ass and the show will be canceled. Fuck. That'll be a sad day for conspiracy theorists. We'll start GoFundMe and we'll get you guys, I don't know, a locker room at the Y to, to record. <laughs> out of, we'll get Graham's you, banned from the Y. Well, I don't even want to know why you've been banned from the Y. <laughs> hey, real quick, is uh, XG the first uh, time you guys talked to Mexicans? Oh, yeah. No. You've talked to Mexicans before? Are there Mexicans yeah. in Canada? No, but our, I mean, our, our logo was done by our Mexican friend, Red Pill Junkie, and he was our very second guest. He's been on about like 15 or 20 of our shows, I think. Whoa, Mexican veterans. I like that. I like that. Yeah. I told you, we're everywhere. We're, yeah, Mexicans are everywhere. <laughs> we we're everywhere. Mexican. We're aliens, dude. We, we're everywhere. I love You've... Mexicans, dude. They are wonderful people. Um, real quick, I, I decide, I, when you guys were on last time, we had uh, the uh, Conspiracy Farm guys, which I think have... You know, I know Pat's taking a break, and our boy is running it. Uh, Jeffrey really? Wilson. Yeah, I think uh, Wilson's going to take it going, you know. Maybe they got too powerful, and the Freemasons called uh, Pat Milicic <laughs> back. You're doing too much. You're, you're upsetting the lizard people. Um, so he's running it. But you kind of brought up something in the last show that I really was interested in, and that is, you know, uh, how much of the Unabomber's manifesto what ended up being true. And I thought that was a very interesting topic to talk about because we never really got into Unabomber on this show. And uh, I'm super excited about talking about it. Um, the Unabomber is very interesting, huh? I mean, like, what's your guys' thoughts on that whole thing? Especially considering um, that he wrote most of what he wrote in, uh, in like, the 60s and 70s. I mean, it got released in 90s, but he wrote most. He was writing most of that stuff in the 60s and the 70s. So to to read that document in 2018 is pretty insane how out in front of it he was, um, especially when you consider that he had an IQ of 167, so he was smarter than most of the people on the planet. 
And uh, that's almost a curse to be that smart, right? He got unbelievably fucked with at Harvard with a bunch of hallucinogenic drugs and torture and everything else. I mean, if there was ever an MK Ultra candidate, he was your guy. Let's get into his childhood. He had he came from Polish parents. Uh, he was way too smart for his own good. He was the oldest, right? No, I think he had an older brother. Am I right? They yes. Had, he had an older brother uh, that basically couldn't relate to him. Fuck, I had this one. You know what really fucked him up that I heard? I heard he got really sick at one point. And they they like moved him. He was so sick they didn't let him talk to no one for like a oh, couple he went months. To a, uh, he went to a hospital. Yeah. I think he got lead poisoning. Right? Yeah, something like that. His yeah, mom. he had an allergic reaction to some medication and he got stuck in isolation for a long time. Medication? Yeah. As, as a baby. Like he was like under a year, I think, or something like that. And the mom said that when he came back, he was just, he wasn't the same kid. He's like, he wouldn't smile. He was very quiet for yeah. a very long time. He wouldn't talk at all. Uh, well, he got his parents almost put him in an autistic school. Oh yeah, dude. They considered like his parents went and met with an autistic school. They were going to put him in this school for autistic kids, but back then those schools were fucked, and they they were you know it was more like just a lockup. So they said fuck it and sent him to Harvard at yeah. sixteen instead. Yeah, which is fucking worse. Yeah, well he, <laughs> they they sent him to uh, basically he was like beyond smart than anybody else he jumped two grades he was very normal in high school uh and then he had to jump two grades and he just got his ass kicked you know the younger the older kids beat him up um they were they treated him like shit and he came from a poor family he went into harvard all these fucks had money yeah think about it all these guys got cars he's obviously not loaded that's the thing that when you're a kid you think a lot about you're like fuck i don't have what they have yeah but you then, up, then who's fucking a fucking sixteen-year-old when you're in a, a college? Uh, he's not. He wasn't getting laid either. Which he didn't have a thing. car. He yeah. didn't have anything. That's they didn't even send him with a license. It's like, what are you doing, man? You're fucking with this kid. Also fucked him up. Yeah, it's like it's almost. Well, like, yeah, not only that, he got drugged into the psychological experiments by Murray, uh, where he was. You know, they dope him up on unbelievable amounts of hallucinogenic drugs and tell him crazy shit give him extreme verbal abuse, tell him his family hated him. How did he even get in there to begin with if he was not, like, just because of his... He got got a scholarship to Harvard at the age of 16 because he was so smart at mathematics. He was just, like, out of this world, almost 170 IQ. So he got picked up, and then as soon as that Henry Murray character seen him, he gobbled him up. Yeah. Nice, young, impressionable young guy. He he was that Uh, scientist, right? Or that... Yeah, I mean, he's a... I mean, like, dude, the guy described... The ba- basically the experiments that they did as brutal, like it was done purposefully, and it's my whole problem with like the way we look at science now. Science is a new religion, yep, and that we just accept everything that scientists say as the way the world works, which is exactly way back in the day, and even today we look at religious people. Oh, they represent God, and they're telling us what. No, it's like Bill Bird's bit. This dude stubs his toe. He, fu- you know, he fucking shorts himself. He thinks he's gonna fart, but he shits himself. I mean, these fucking things. Ha- they're human beings, so they're telling us what God is or whatever you believe in is how it's like total bullshit. So we look at science, man, and we take science. It's almost like our last episode and the interpretation that Michael Woods Jr. had of what's going on. You know. 
data is data. It's not the data I have problem with. It's the interpretation of the data, which is usually has to do with who is funding this science yeah. project, right? Yeah. So it's like yeah. we, we have this thing where you have these scientists telling us this, this, and this, and then you go dig deeper. You're like, okay, what the fuck does that mean? What the, you know, like, like you, the person funding your thing wants certain kind of results. You're going to give them that results because scientists are human beings and they want what we want, which is money, power, and ass, okay? That's <laughs> what we want. We want to bang chicks out of our league. We want to drive nice cars. We want to live in nice places. So, like, well, science- funny enough, in the manifesto, Ted talks about how you can't, you'll never stop the technology because the scientists and the people developing the technology get their personal sense of power from actually developing these things. For sure, man. For sure. I mean, look at Google. Look at all these companies that just like these guys are power players. That if they hadn't invented this, they'd be working at Kinko's, FedEx. <laughs> You know, making copies for you. So it's like, for sure. I mean, like, every, dude, behind every great invention is a dude trying to get laid. Right? At the end of the day. Like, you know? The guy invented the camera. Why? So he could take naked pictures of chicks. Right? The guy invented the car so he have a place to bang a chick. Nope. I'm wrong with that. You guys agree with that? <laughs> so let's get, so basically he goes, and do you, know, do you guys know what the experiments were? The experiments were basically, um, they would come, they told, what he told them to do was to basically make, uh, their belief in how the world works, come up with your philosophy in life and then hand it into the professor. Then the professor that didn't tell the, the students, he was going to read it that no, they gave it to law students to read over. And the whole job of the law student was to, basically debate them on their whole thing, on their whole philosophy, but not just debate them, verbally destroy them, verbally <clears throat> crush them. And, and then they would record it and show them it and let them see how they were being weak in the moment. So he would just break them down. This lasted three years. Fuck. Three years, and he was younger. Yeah. Also, he's he's, yeah, he's the other ones are older. The other one, I mean, maybe that's why they weren't un- become unibombers. They, were, they probably fucking hung themselves, man. Who knows what happened to those people? If it, because they didn't become the unibomber, we don't know where those people ended up. That's a great point because we don't know where those people ended up, and it's just well, like I doubt any of them are living the dream. <laughs> What's the dream? Living in a log cabin? That was his dream. That was his dream. Right. That's becoming more and more of a dream for a lot of people. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. Will you come by my cabin once in a while and tell me some jokes? It doesn't sound so bad. <laughs> you should open a comedy club in your living room. I'll be there. It probably pays better than most <laughs> places I'm playing. Um, That's true. <laughs> give you a ham sandwich and a hope and a dream. That's what I'm looking for. That's in my rider. Um, so his whole thing was uh, he de- right after he does this, uh, he goes to school. He f- fucking he he basically gets a job at. At the University of Michigan, where he's teaching mathematics, and his students hate him because he won't answer any questions. He's like, this is the facts. Here they are. This is the facts. Fuck your questions. Just believe this, which is, again, what is religion, right? 
Religion is don't question this. Don't touch your dick. Don't bang your friend in the ass, okay? Don't hook up with males because what does that do? That doesn't produce more people. But don't question us, even though it's so obvious that these sex rules are basically made so you don't not produce more people. They're all basically the only sex allowed by religion are ones where you put out more religious people. So it's like, don't question it. So it's the same thing in Michigan. You know, he's teaching people, I've got questions. He's like, kiss my ass. I'm not answering all your fucking questions. And he doesn't last long. And he just basically quits. He goes to Berkeley, right? After a while? No, this was, I believe, was that, did he go to Berkeley before? Yeah, he went to Berkeley, but he didn't do well there. After Michigan, he he went to Berkeley? He became a teacher at Berkeley. I thought he became a teacher in Michigan first. Let me look up his wiki. Oh, maybe. He ended up in Berkeley anyway. He, was, he went from Berkeley to the bush. To yeah, yeah, he went from Berkeley to the... To, he, he, had, he made a cabin, and then it was closer to the city, and then it got, he had to move it again, right? Yeah, he had... Just they kept moving farther and farther out. Yeah. Let me see what he did real quick. In high school, Harvard... Because he was blowing up bombs, and yeah, you don't yeah. want anyone to hear. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, if, he, if he had anything... I mean... There's the other thing that everything sort of lines up weird, and it's that that sort of area of time before we really start, you know, accepting things as false flags and stuff like that. I mean, you've got the whole Vietnam War started on a false flag, all this other shit. I Dude, mean, there's an argument that every war has started on a false flag. The more and more yeah, I investigate so I mean, this shit, the more and more I realize, like. Dude, World War II, they knew Japan was coming. They forced it that. They cut off their oil supplies. They cut off, like, basically them being able, Japan doing any business with anybody. So that they were, then they, they forced their hand. And then they knew that they were coming and they didn't do anything because they needed something to get them into the war. And that's basically what started World War II. Show me a war and I'll tell you what caused it was the most yeah. likely uh, rich men. Yeah. That's right. And I mean, you've got this and usually what you look for is what came out of it and what came out of it was out of the Unabomber was the uh, the uh, ability for the federal government to start searching through all your mail. And that's when all the pre-flight checks started, because that last bomb was found on American Airlines. Never exploded, but found on American Airlines. Do you think he was trying to kill people in the beginning or just trying to hurt them? Because, I mean, if he was that smart, how did he only injure? I think he injured like 20 something and killed three. Uh, do you think he wasn't really trying to hurt him? That's like, well, or, or do you think he even did it, Darren? Well, I, sometimes that's. I mean, there's there's an argument to be made that he didn't really even do it, and he's just a patsy whose brain was scrambled. And I mean, I could be wrong, but I mean, the last thing I heard was that he's. I don't think he's ever officially admitted to fucking sending all those bombs in the mail. I he think he said, guilty. "I'm guilty." Yeah. Well, were his words, "I'm guilty." Yeah, I think that. I mean, here's the whole thing. There's also false flags that the actual person did it, but were they either allowed to do it, almost chaperoned? We see that with school shootings. Like these kids, they know they're going to do this, and they don't stop it so that they let it happen. And there's different versions of that. Obviously, when we talk Parkland, we ha- I have a video. Uh, you know, I have two videos of two witnesses saying they saw cops shooting everybody up. And then I have a video of watching cops coming out the back of the school with giant fucking duffel bags. And when the witnesses say they saw them in fucking straight up gear with a fucking weird gun, which looks like the Mossad Israeli gun that they have, this new fucking fangled gun, you know. 
And then you see them going out the back with duffel bags, throwing them into trucks, and the truck driving off, which is also <laughs> very similar to what happening in um, uh, Newtown, or the, that one school, where uh, you see the helicopter watching somebody, like, run off. And, like, yeah. what happened to that guy in the woods? What's, who's that dude? So these yeah. are events that happened, but were they allowed to happen? Or almost encouraged to happen. Exactly, exactly. So there's also other parallel programs, I think, besides MKUltra. Like, there's, it's interesting how many other people involved in terror can be tied to these programs. Like, there's this Dr. Aziz Al-Abab. He's a Hezbollah psychiatrist who supervised the development of the suicide bombing program and the torture of William Buckley, who was the CIA station chief in Lebanon. And he studied under Dr. Donald Ewan Cameron, who was a Canadian psychiatrist who was involved in MK Ultra human experimentation. So there's all these other connections. Yeah, it's like it's crazy, right? It's like crazy, dude. It's like, you know, when I when I listen to everybody, you know, hey, dude, you got trust. Why aren't you trusting the intelligence agency? Uh, <laughs> because I study history. Uh, there's a huge history of this. I mean, dude, there's a real argument that you have more to fear from the CIA than you do the Russian government. I mean, it's a real, there's a real argument for that. I mean, yeah, we, no, yeah I would tend to agree. Is that why Putin, I mean, these are some of the reasons why Putin just said, uh, didn't he just say something about the CIA being responsible for 95% of the terrorist attacks or something, Darren? Yeah, he said the CIA is responsible for 95% of the terrorist attacks on the planet. Yeah, and then there's another quote here from this Jan Eastgate who wrote a paper called Introduction, Manufa- Introduction to Manufacturing Murderers. Yeah. Terror- terrorism is created, not human nature. Suicide bombers are made, not born. Ultimately, terrorism is the product of madmen bent on destruction, and these madmen are typically the result of psychi- psychiatric or psychological techniques aimed at mind control and behavior control. Yeah, I mean, like, dude, anybody doesn't think MK Ultra is real has not done any research, man. And that's the, what this guy did. Is Henry Miller basically ran MK Ultra like argue, you know, experiments on this guy? I mean, like, you like treating him like cattle. I mean, it's like it's it's so sad when you hear like the the that one experiment the U.S. government did where they basically let these guys have syphilis forever and they never cured it. I mean, that's just like... Or where they gave him a- a- LSD in this one bar. Remember, they just gave everybody LSD and they're like, let's see how they act. Imagine how... how yeah, how, the how whole the, town, I think, got, yeah. got dosed once. How the doesn't that town. fuck with you? How doesn't that fuck with you? All of a sudden, you're just... There's no... Because yeah. when you do a drug, you know you're doing it, so you expect the feelings, but not knowing and then being on, on acid and not thinking you're crazy. Like if, yeah, exactly. If, yeah, like what if those people never find out, right? As if everybody found out. I mean, they'd probably think they just went nuts for a little while. Fuck, it'd fuck with you. You'd be like, I'm fucking crazy. Yeah. Just on this random day, shit just started looking weird. <laughs> Agre- exactly. So there's this comic that no longer does stand. His name was Jonathan Gossick. And he was on tour with Paulie Shore. And like out of nowhere, he just starts tripping balls. Somebody at some point slipped this guy acid. And he just freaked the fuck out, ran into the woods, and nobody heard from him again. I hope he's okay. But imagine that. Like, like that's a legendary story Wait, what? in L.A. You never heard from him again? I think we heard from him a couple years later that he'd survived, but it got fucking weird. I mean, like. Because yeah. acid's that stuff where you can just drop it in, the, in your coffee and you don't taste it. Can do. You could drop it on, the, on your teacher. 
Hey. She start fucking tripping balls while she's teaching. Dude, imagine if... Please don't do that to your teachers. They have Jesus a hard enough. Don't be dropping. I wonder if that was like a thing in the 60s, if that was like happening all the time. Well, well, one experiment that happened in San Francisco was when the CIA uh, thought might, you might be compromised or up to no good. They would basically, basically make you like kind of have hookers come after you and they get you a hooker and they would bring you back to this this whorehouse and as you walked in someone would drop acid on you and then they would interrogate you as first of all they have you with a hooker so at that time that was like that could be the end of your career and now you're tripping balls and it's hmm. like blackmail on top of that on an acid trip. They, th- they thought they could make you to um, confess shit on, on LSD, huh? They were trying to figure that out. They thought it was truth serum yeah, and stuff like fucking that. idiots. <laughs> Unbelievable. I've never confessed on anything on acid. I, f- I figured out how to fix the world, you know? Maybe MDMA, you might. Well, one thing I never learned is, like, I, it was very funny when you do acid with chicks. You always end up losing them, and I always know where they are. They're in the bathroom just petting their faces. You ever know? Every time, the chick's just in there like... Their hands. Just petting themselves. I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, am I pretty? I'm like, God, get the fuck out of the bathroom. You got to lock all the bathroom doors when chicks are there. So the manifesto comes out. It's called Industry, Society, and Its Future. And it, what, what date did that come out? Uh, it was like 1995, I think. Oh, when it got 95, published? 95, yeah. Industrial Society and Its Future, yeah. Yeah. So it came out and uh, basically, and you got to remember this. This is before, uh, you know, the internet really was the internet. I mean, we had the internet, but it wasn't the what we have now. There wasn't the. That's iPhone. right. That's I mean, that's what the whole thing of the bombs was, right? It would seem like the bombs were completely. They got a little crazy at the end, but in the beginning, when no one was getting killed, it would seem like the point of the bombs. I mean, you got to face it. The guy was probably the most successful terrorist in American yeah, history. He managed years. to hold your country hostage to the point at which he got his. You know, 50-page manifesto published in the Washington Post. Say what you will about the Washington Post. It's funny enough that they turned out to be the first ones to publish it. It ended up published in Play, uh, Playboy and every place else by the end of it. Yeah, but, uh, I mean, like, he got it out, and it's an interesting read for sure. Now, I don't want everybody to think when we're saying that, you know, what he got right, that we're condoning it. There's some language in exactly. there that's... That's kind of like fucking weird, like ghetto dwellers. Like who says ghetto dwellers? <laughs> it makes no fuck. It's like geez. well, they put words like that. Like if you're saying that he got he he got like um, they made it seem like he did it. Those are the words they put in there so his family could be like only he says those fucking that's words. That's interesting too. You get what I mean? Like because that's what that's what they said. He's like when I read the manifesto that hit that his brother's wife said he only says those words. It's like oh yeah, that it would be brother. one of those words. Like who the fuck says? It is interesting, man. He snitched like, him out. Could, would you snitch your brother out if you found out that was him? Uh, Straight up, would you just be like, you I wouldn't mean, talk like, to hold him? On. How many? How many? Like death? Is there a reward? Is there? Yeah. How much <laughs> a reward is you there? For my there brother? was a reward. You think he got it? You think the wife was like, "Yo, I gotta get." Of course, they got cut. the reward. <laughs> He's like, I felt bad. I was like, it's in- it's interesting <laughs> because. You know, I mean, we take a look at this, uh, you know, this bombing that just the, these bombs that got sent out. And you know what I always love? I, I always find so interesting is how and nobody knows that none of the power elites ever die from any of these attacks. 
Even the guy who went to the softball game and shoved somebody who is a quote-unquote Bernie Sanders supporter. It's always amazing who the media wants you to demonize, how these guys just go to, and they just happen to be, you know, the Bernie Sanders or, or the Donald Trump uh, supporter, you know. Hillary Clinton, the most evil person, on one of the most evil people on the planet. None of her, her supporters ever go nuts, but it just happens to be who the media hates at that moment. They have to be a su- supporters of, you know, and how this conveniently just happened right before the midterm events. And it conveniently went after all these people that conspiracy theorists hate and how it conveniently none of the bombs went off. Like, it just, it's so convenient. That's my problem. And I even have people who I've had on the show that, like, have talked about issues that are very similar to this that just kind of went along with it. That's, that, what, that's what I couldn't believe, that none of them went off. You don't think he tested them before he made them? Yeah, I like, just... Like, hey, let me see if this fucking works before I send them out and go to jail for no reason? And you're like, okay, this courier, is it the same courier? Because they all were sent... They didn't have any, st- any, they have stamps on, but it wasn't like posted by the, you know. Yeah, because they stamp them letting you know that they got it. And after that, it was pretty much. Yeah. That none the, of the crazy thing is, he, I mean, it just really smells of, of like a hoax, but, but it's who, de- who did it. I mean, is it, is it the, the one side just, it, it's almost too dumb to believe that any, either side would, it's just too obvious. Like, would the, so was it maybe even the right side hoaxing the left because then it would think like everybody would blame the left for the hoax. It's like a triple cross or something. I mean, you don't even know how deep, deep it goes. Maybe it's just a crazy asshole making bombs. No, it's it just, it's, I it's, heard something today that, that makes it seem like he's the fucking crazy. Uh, I don't know. The, well, the, no, no, the no. Whole thing, the whole thing. It's just, it's just too many. And red the flags stickers were different. We, I have a friend who does my <clears throat> Patreon. Her name is Amy Chipo. She's sending me all this shit. And it's just like, dude, he's, there's pictures of him with the daughter of one of the ladies who is lost in the synagogue. Oh, shit. I just, I like, it's like, it's like, what a well, tangled web we weave. And it's just yeah. like, and it's yeah. just, it's just, it's so crazy, man. And it's just. There's always these little coincidences with all these little, little things that the media, it seems like everything the media wants to attach onto, if you look into it, there's way too many coincidences. And, and you just, how do you untangle that? How do you unpack it? I mean, I feel like we're, you know, a year or two away from, from being shut down with free, with all this free speech bullshit, but you don't even know if that's, if that's, if that's just a play from the, the other side. Like, you don't even know who to trust anymore. Well. Do they, you know, maybe it's just, you know, a fake shutdown of free speech. To, Darren, you had some theories about the big tech companies and all that. I mean, then you start looking at it that way, right? That it's not really a, a shutdown of free speech. Yeah, that we're, that I, we're think, thinking because, I think all the tech companies, I think, I think behind the scenes that all these big tech companies are starting to get real worried that they're about to be fucking turned into, they're either going to get busted up as monopolies or they're going to get turned into public utilities. And I think what what we could be seeing now is some some sort of preemptive strike against that because I think like YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, I think they're all fucked. I think uh, as soon as Facebook and Twitter started editorializing their content, they opened up a whole can of worms where they can no longer say that they aren't responsible for what's posted on their website. As long as you're not editing what people put on your website and anyone can post whatever the fuck they want, then you can say, yeah, sure, hey, not my problem. Anyone can post whatever they want, 
But as soon as you start picking and choosing what you're deleting, yeah. you've started editorializing. Now you're subject, as far as I'm concerned, to the same laws and statutes that the press is. And, and what's very interesting is how they're making it seem like, oh, we're only going after the right. But you're not. You're really going after the people who question this, quote unquote, deep state. That's who's getting, you know, it's very specific who they're going after. It's not right wing. And the right wingers want to act like it is. But it's not. And what I also find very interesting, I, and it's not really a debate I, I, I want to have right here, is about how all of this censorship happened right after they got rid of net neutrality. So what I find interesting <laughs> is they get rid of net neutrality in which this libertarian group, and I know you guys uh, tend to go, and again, that's not the debate I want to have right now, but like, there's this whole group of like, oh, dude, uh, let free market happen, blah, blah, blah. So we, you know, the net neutrality gets taken away. And then all of a sudden, it's like the people who are pro net neutrality, against net neutrality, are having their things taken down. So it's like, what, what, what do we do there? That, that is the reason why you want attention. Yeah, but there's a, good, there's a good chance that, that those people are having their shit taken down by the very companies that are afraid of net neutrality. I, that's the whole thing. Like, it's so interesting. Like, what is really going on? Do we, I, I, we know not. I mean, like, do we know anything? That's my question. It's fucked up. I mean, we've got into this weird part, and Ted kind of said we were headed here. We've got into this weird part of fucking, we're in this weird world now where actors have to have the same belief as the fucking characters they're playing, and you can't say anything anymore. Political correctness is out of control. Yep. And, yep. You know, it's like it can't it can't stop. You know, it's like it can't stop. And that's kind of what Ted was saying is that we're going to get into this situation where we're not it's not going to matter what the the government is doing anymore. It's the socializing, it's the socialization and the, the technology just sort of takes on a mind of its own. Privacy sort of slowly starts going away, but it's OK. It happens in such small increments that you just sort of say it's OK. And, you know, the next thing you know. You can say the NSA spy on everyone, and everyone's like, "Yeah, well, yeah." I don't, no, that's, I don't have anything to hide. That's the funny meme that's out there. It was like in 1960s, people are like, "Don't say anything." The government's tapping the phone, and then today it's like, "Hey, dear wiretap, give me a sp- give me a great recipe for spaghetti." You know, it's <laughs> like my girlfriend got me one of those. It's so in- I have the, the Amazon weird- thing. They got me, yeah, one of those Alexa, whatever. I, I make money off of talking about. The world of conspiracies. And my girlfriend <laughs> cannot fucking be more into the bullshit that I talk about. She Every day I come home, I got fucking Rachel Maddows on the television. And she's buying me fucking Alexas. I gave the Alexa to the fucking Guatemalan fucking housekeeper that watched, that cleaned my house that day. Here, m- Merry Christmas. Take this. There you go. Get the, get this the fuck out of my house. I'm in too much weird shit. I don't need Alexa listening to me. Mama, my mom almost got me one, and I said to her, "What are you thinking, mom? Why would you think I even want this?" It's so, oh, it's hilarious. so weird, right? But my girl, my girlfriend. Let's get into the manifesto real quick. It opens up with a uh, section they call in- introduction, and he basically is talking about how technology has been bad. The industrial revolution has been bad for people. You know, it's basically made men slave, men and women slaves to the machines. It's basically crippled third world countries. 
And this is in '95, right when kind of free trade started, which was. No, this is this is published in '95. He was trying to get this thing published for a long, long, long time. This oh. thing, if you had to put a finish date on this, that you're probably thinking closer to 1980. Yeah, I mean, I just think about that. Get and shit after that, but this, this document is is 80 or before. So he started, started in believe. the '60s. So basically, he he basically predicted what was going to happen with basically free trade in that. We are, our industrial revolution has crippled these poor countries that they are working for these these corporations for pennies on the dollar. And, it's, you know, look at China. I mean, they have people who they have to have suicide nets at like the app, the iPhone companies because people want to kill themselves. Look at how we've like destroyed the jungle to fucking supply capitalism. He's 100 percent correct. on So that, you think though. he was like Nostradamus, but like. Fucking got shit on point because Nostradamus just says there was a bird in the sky and they're like that was nine eleven. Yeah, he's talking about nine eleven. <laughs> yeah, brothers of York. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Here's, here's one right out of his his thing. Here's number paragraph one fifty two. Generally speaking, technological control over human behavior will probably not be introduced with a totalitarian intention or even through a conscious desire to restrict human freedom. Each new step in assertion of control over, hum- over the human mind will be taken as a rational response to a problem that faces society, such as curing alcoholism, reducing the crime, r- crime rate, or inducing young people to study science and engineering. In many cases, there will be a humanitarian justification. For example, when a psych- psychiatrist prescribes an antidepressant for a depressed patient, he is clearly doing the individual a favor. It would be inhumane to withhold the drug from someone who needs it. When parents send their children to Sylvan Learning Centers to have them manipulated into becoming enthusiastic about their studies, they do so from concern for their child's welfare. It may be that some of these parents wish that one didn't have to have specialized training to get a job and that their kid didn't have to be brainwashed into becoming a computer nerd. But what can they do? They can't change society and their children may be unemployable. So it doesn't have certain skills. So they send them to Sylvan. Thus, control over human behavior will be introduced not by a calculated decision of the authorities, but through a process of social evolution. Rapid evolution, however. The process will be impossible to resist because each advance considered by itself will appear to be beneficial, or at least the evil involved in making the advance will appear to be beneficial, or at least the evil involved in making the advance will seem to be less than that than which would result from not making it. Mm. Propaganda, for example, is used for many good purposes, such as discouraging child abuse or race hatred. Sex education is obviously useful, yet the effects of sex education is to take the shaping of sexual attitudes away from the family and put it in the hands of the state, as represented by the public school system. Mm. And then he goes on to, he's like, what are we going to, he starts to speculate that eventually they're going to find, you know, a a gene that tends to lead to criminals. And, you know, all of a sudden they're going to be pre-scanning that in children and it's going to be like, oh, well, you know, you don't want your kid to be a a criminal and eventually, you know. Take these drugs. I mean, in a lot of ways, this is like an early fucking script to the Terminator or the Matrix and everything else. You know what I mean? I mean, this is like he's kind of written what would be the early, the prequel to all of that stuff. And he's kind of put it in the timeline that we're in now. And For when sure. you see when you see the freedoms we've given up in the last, you know, 10 years and, the, 
You know, we got phones looking at our faces and tracking where we are at any yeah. given time. Yeah. And, and, you know, we, 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 and the other thing he, he predicted was that we would start to socially judge people instead of criminally, you know, behaviorally. Yeah, yeah. We just fucking boycott everybody or, you know, dox them or show up at their house or who knows, you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. So, uh, the, the thing I don't like about it is the intention. He, he seems to not think it's uh, it's happening through a technocracy with, with bad intention, that it's just a natural evolution of technology. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, or maybe extremely adamant that there's no that 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 all the, the industrial revolution leads to industrial society is doomed like there's no he's like if you think you can take out certain parts and some parts are good and some parts are bad it's just gonna circle around huh. well it's very interesting because you know there's a whole theory that about capitalism that eventually there's a there's an end point for capitalism you know, if you take a look at like, you know, on the Jimmy Dore show, they talk about we're at the end stage of capitalism because, you know, capitalism is very dependent on purchasing, purchasing power. You got to be able to buy stuff to make it go. But if yeah. nobody's got a job and nobody's got a dollar, you can't buy anything. And one guy, well, and so one guy has it all. It's sustainable either. I mean, you, can, you know, the, the planet can only handle so much consumerism. Yeah, I mean that that's a, a great point. So it's like, yes, I mean, cap there's parts of capitalism's great and the, you know, there's parts that aren't. I mean, how do you take some and not it, it, it's an interesting thing. Uh he yeah. gets into a lot of leftism, which is very interesting because I'm a liberal man. I grew up and my liberalism was, you know, be cool to everybody, don't judge them, you know, make amazing art. And have great sex and do some drugs if you want to. That, like, to me, <laughs> what was liberalism? Well, I don't know what leftism is. I don't know, like, what's the difference between liberalism and progressivism. I ask everybody. Nobody can tell me. Whatever the one is that is the whiners, I am not that, okay? <laughs> I'm the old school one. Be cool. You know, diversity, I'm cool with. You know, I'm cool with, like... LBGT. I'm cool with, you know, he brings up stuff that's like kind of like he sees as like uh, leftism, psych psychological types, which is socialism, collectivism, feminism, activism, LBGT, and animal rights. Well, I, I'm cool with animal rights because I'm, you know, like I don't like to hurt animals. I have no problems with people being gay. I don't care. If you're a grown adult and you want to be with another adult, okay? I'm cool with that. I mean, like, like if you look at conservatives, you're like, what's the whole thing? Don't tread on me, right? Don't tread on me, which is like, let me have my guns. Let me live my life the way I want with my family, raise my family, make a dollar. Well, you know, you're like me being with another man is very much don't tread on me. I have no problem with that. But the weaponization of these things is where we get into problems, right? Like, like everybody talks about a gay agenda. I don't, I don't think there's a gay agenda by gay people. I don't think they're sitting in gay bars, you know, talking about how we're going to make all the you. kids gay. I, but I do believe there are people up top at the very, you know, and this kind of goes against what we said in the last episode, and I argue with them on it, but the intention. And I think there's people at the very top that believe uh, all gay society is docile. So maybe that's happening. I don't know. But, like, I don't, I don't really have a problem with a lot of these things. But he does bring up some interesting stuff 
about here's number 15 can i do number 15 yeah actually i, I want to do 14 and 15 okay. actually let's do 13 14 15 oh my God. We'll, we'll do a loop many leftists have an intense identification with the problems of groups that have an image of being weak women defeated american indians repellent homosexuals or otherwise inferior the leftists themselves feel that these groups are inferior they would never admit to themselves that they have such feelings but it is precisely because they do so that see these groups as inferior that they identify with their problems we do not mean to suggest that women indians etc are inferior we are only making a point about leftist psychology Fourteen. Feminists are desperately anxious to prove that women are as strong as, and as capable as men. Clearly, they are nagged by a fear that women may not be as strong and capable as men. Fifteen. Leftists tend to hate anything that has an image of being strong, good, and successful. They hate America. They hate Western civilization. They hate white males. They hate rationality. The reason that leftists gives for hating the West, etc., clearly do not correspond with their real motives. They say they hate the West because it is warlike, imperialistic, sexist, ethnocentric, and so forth. But where these same faults appear in socialist countries or cannot, or yeah. in primitive cultures, the leftist finds excuses for them, or at for best he grudgingly sure. admits they exist. Wow. Like, dude, he, you, you missed number 12. This was written in the 60s. <laughs> Holy cow. Listen to this. The well, 12. Twelve, political correctness comes from white privileged academic elites, not the oppressed. It is so true. When I'm at a comedy club and I'm talking about black guys taking forever to cross the street, you know who doesn't get offended by that? Black people. You know who gets really <laughs> offended by that? White women. Love to get angry and offended on other people's behalfs. They are the ones who get mad at words. They create words to get mad at. You know what I'm saying? Like... Ghetto dweller, I don't know if that's a really good term to have. But, you know, the, it's these power elites who get mad on other people's behalfs. He nailed that. That is the biggest problem right now. If something happens in the world, it's not the people being talked about that get angry. It's white people with blue check marks by their names on Twitter that are all outraged and they're angry. and They're just tweeting about everything. And he's totally 100% right. There is a real problem in this country of super rich trust fund kids leading this political correctness because deep down inside they feel so bad about how good they have it. And they feel bad for these other people. A great example is where they went around and did that video and they asked uh, white students at Berkeley about a voter registration ID. And a lot of these white kids were like, it's racist against black people because black people don't have the internet and they don't have IDs. And, they, <laughs> and then they went and interviewed black people. And they're like, I got the fucking internet and here's my fucking ID. What are you talking about? And it's, that is a great example of what he's talking about. They actually think they are inferior. And that's why, they have to, that's why they're going so hard in the paint. And all these white women who are going nuts on fucking people, guess what, dude? Your dad and your grandpa were white people. And they were fucking doing this too. So if you think that your heritage, you can do 23andMe and Ancestry.com to your blue in the fucking face. Okay, you are part of the system act, too. And all these videos coming out of white women loving to call 911 on black people doing nothing. The Stop calling that, the, the, the 911. Did you see the, kid and the, the nine-year-old kid? Probably? Yeah, fuck, dude. My favorite. 
favorite thing, and you know it goes back to what he, they just said about when an, in a, a, a fucking uh, uh, tribal group does something, they look away. Look at this. Look at the hypocrisy of going on right now. Believe all women. Believe all victims is great oh, when it's the right side doing but, it, and now Mueller's things coming, and they're instantly jumping on the fact that oh, she got she they're they're paid to do this. They're paid to say that. Unbelievable, dude. I think it's all engineered. I mean, you talk about intention and and how you know you don't think it's the the, the gays that are doing all that for on that side of things. Well, saying the gays, it's the social engineering that, that the social engineering from a higher level. Like if they can't categorize us and divide us, which is what they're doing through the media, the mainstream media, yeah, and these and these foundations and these organizations, they're they're the ones doing it. They're if 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 we're all just one group of people. Then we're not going to fight against each other. They, they have to categorize us and, and, and divide us and, and get us to fight against each other. That seems to me like that's what's what's really happening. So it's not really, you know, the the fault, the white girl's fault, the other people's fault. They're just everybody's brainwashed right now, including us. I mean, well, I, I, I mean, don't know what to, what to believe. It's become, you know, when you look back and you look at around 2012 when the world was supposed to fucking end. Yeah. Grand America started. Grand America started December 21st, 2012. The YouTube page and the Facebook page and the website. Yep. 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 Anyway, that changed the world a little bit. Other yep. than that, um, 2012 is when fucking Obama cancels Smith months. And all of a sudden, it becomes legal to run propaganda inside the borders on the American people. And nobody and knows sudden, about all the that. Was in 2012? That was in 2012. And ever since 2012, it seems like. You know, shit wasn't great before that, but, you know, there wasn't a fucking fake news, total partisanship media like there is now. Like, I don't think anyone can tell me that the last five, six years haven't been the fucking worst in the history of the media. Unless maybe it's just we're noticing now. I mean, WAPO, WAPO, WAPO. No, it's about <laughs> possible false flag. Who knows? Um, but, you know, there's some sketchy fucking shit going on. For sure. And it's all done on purpose. Like, why does Roseanne get fucking canned and then the Asian chick at the New York Times gets promoted? That's all done. I've had disagreements with certain comedians on this. They're like, no, it's all tribal shit. I'm like, no, dude. The people who own the New York Times are the same people who own Disney. It's all done on purpose. So you get one side that can say whatever they want, and you tell the other side they can't say anything, and this side just beats the shit out of the other side. And if the other side goes the other way, it's racism, it's bigotry, and all that stuff. That's done on purpose to fight with each other. Yeah. It's all done on purpose. And it's like I was talking on my last episode. You know, black culture to me is like, it's almost cultish. The way, like, you got to stay in your lane. And if you get out of your lane, man, you get pounded on. You get pounded on. You can say whatever retarded shit you want about Kanye West. But, man, the way he, like, I do, if you listen to what he's saying, he's like, dude, we should all just be getting along. He's literally saying what we're saying on this show. We should all be getting along. And he oh, got, yeah, he was talking about the education system. I mean, there was a lot. If you listen to that whole speech that he gave in front of Trump, there was a lot of uh, good stuff in there. Just getting pounded on. And now we're getting into this, which goes our socialization, right? Over socialization. With the way we do it with kids, the way we do it. Listen, dude, I, I believe the way we raise children, there's some darkness going on. Now, I don't have kids, so I, you know, people can say whatever they want. But I believe that when you take a look 
uh, uh, the, you know, Dr. Spock, the way he came out and he's like, don't hit kids, don't do all this stuff. And we're, everybody's a winner. Everybody gets a trophy. And then these kids get to the real world. And guess what? Nobody gives a fuck about your opinion. Well, what does that do? Put you in a depression. Makes you go to the therapy. Makes you, and there's nothing wrong with therapy. Do what you got to do. But you go to therapy. Now you're on antidepressants. Now you're this fractured psychology that needs pharmaceutical drugs oh. to be able to function. And I think it's and it, that is the game. It's so deep that they well, and vaccines to begin with too, right? When they're born, sixty vaccines or whatever. Can what? How many vaccines? Sixty nine vaccines, baby. Within within what months? I mean, we've yeah, yeah, days. It's the first thing, you know, hours. That's exactly what he's fucking talking about. All of a sudden, we've we've decided that the technoc the technocracy has decided that you know that uh, the 0.01% of kids that get fucked up from the vaccines is is okay. Yeah. Do you and think, that, you know, so it's, it's good for the greater good because I don't know why. Because the science I mean, is a religion. That's, it goes back to what I mean, you were saying. He's talking about them trying to make a more docile society. We've got Brooks talking about the CIA dumping fucking fluoride in streams to make the enemy, enemy more, enemies more docile. And we're dumping fluoride in most of our water supplies, shooting kids up with fluoride and aluminum and whatever the fuck else. And, you know, it starts to look like maybe some of that shit is by design. You know, and then the kids that don't have fucking brains full of aluminum and shit like that, maybe they tend to get a little more uppity. And they tend to cause problems when they get sick of fucking working 60 hours a week and paying taxes so they can fucking die poor. Yeah, man. I mean, like all the shit he's just talking about is for sure real, man. You think there'll be another Unabomber since it keeps getting worse and worse? Or you think he was just one of a kind? There's always going to be a crazy well, person. Know, you know, I wish he would have just waited 10 years and started a podcast because yeah. <laughs> you know, that's, that's what's really going to, you know, I, you stole my line that the revolution will be podcasted. And I think that in a lot of ways, that's true. That's that's where we're at right now. I think the revolution is being podcasted because it's, you know, this is this we're at this strange crossroads in human history where fucks like me and you can get on the mic and, and say things without anybody getting in the way. And they might find a way to shut that down and they might not, but we can do that right now. And I think, you know, brains like Ted's probably could have been better used maybe with a podcast or a YouTube channel, like, uh, and as opposed to making bombs and blowing people's hands off and killing people. I mean, I'm never going to condone that. Yeah, I mean, I can see why he did it. He probably shouldn't have. He probably could have just waited 10 more years or 15 more years, and he could have, you know, maybe instead of being a fucking serial killer, he'd be a YouTube star. Well, you like know, that yeah. you, can't, you might not even be able to blame him. I mean, what, what kind of control do they have over people after being in these MK Ultra? Well, it's called mind control for a reason, right? But, but I mean, if you would have... That's, but that's don't what just, you want, that wonder what kind of control they have. Because, that I mean, that Dr. Murray has been tied to MK Ultra countless times but that goes for what he's known for not if he made a podcast he'd say he's part of the problem now. yeah he would so, never have a podcast that's what i'm saying he, there, there's no way the only way to do it would be the not the way he did obviously it was really bad but yeah i think he'd be like i can't do a podcast because then no one's gonna believe what i'm saying because well yeah i mean i agree with that i totally agree he probably wouldn't do a podcast <laughs> he would just, i don't know he'd probably just send carrier pigeons or shit like that <laughs> with his fucking thing but but going back to your saying, listen, man, there has basically been, I, uh, I tweet, I put it on Instagram. There was basically someone put in, uh, uh, oh, what's it called? Oh, fuck. 
where they basically uh, uh, fucking copyright an idea. They basically copyrighted the idea of uh, being able to mentally control people uh, through television and radio, where they can put <laughs> thoughts in your head. Now, we uh, also dude, know... He mentions that in the manifesto, too. He talks about how, you know, you think that they won't be able to get you to do these things willingly. But he's like, the biggest fucking docile drug in the world today is pumped into every fucking home in America and the version of television and entertainment. He's like, all of that is just going to get worse and worse as the stress and the working too much and the, you know, never being able to get ahead and being a fucking debt slave starts to build on people. They just got to pump out more entertainment and more distractions. Yeah. It's like the- YouTube and Snapchat and Twitter and Facebook. And you know, what's next? Christians versus lions. Something to keep you fucking busy. That's what the well, fall of Rome was. He takes control. The fall of Rome was fucking, hey, dude, don't worry about it. We're stretching ourselves thin because we've got sports. And, and I love sports. I do a sports podcast. But, yeah, I wonder what shady shit goes down on, on every Super Bowl. Like the weird shit that they must be fucking doing on that Super Bowl, those power elites, man. And, you know, it's like there's actually the, the, the military supposedly has a weapon called the voice of God where they can basically put thoughts in your head. I mean, dude, we talk about how you're, you're basically Facebook either has or has been working on reading your thoughts. Why wouldn't they? And that whatever we have now, they've had for 20 years, 30 years. Yeah. They're just perfecting it. Dude, yeah, yeah, they're just rolling it out. Okay, we got new shit. Here's give, it, give them the masses. <laughs> you know, you go to Japan, they got shit way out. Here, it's like, you know, and then we get back to the whole thought that people in this country, all I hear, man, you don't like it free. We're the most free country in the world. If you say that, you haven't been around the world. Man, go to yeah, China. 100%. Now, China's very Austin rigid. And hasn't been here for too long, and they'll be like, fuck, man, I got duped. Yeah. Yeah, yeah man. It is a big – I mean, like, you know what? You know what the United States and Canada has? It's stability. There's stability. You know, there's most likely not going to be leftist guerrillas attacking the country and installing a new government. Like, that's the problem in the other parts of the, the world, that there's so much chaos, that there's no stability. Here, there's stability. There's rich, and to the point where, like, you know, George Carlin's bit, you don't really have that much freedoms. You have, you have these freedom to choose what phone you get, what food you get, but it's like, when you really take a look at it, how much free market is there? I mean, like, I can't get certain, like, in my area, you can only get Cox, you know, cable. Well, you only got what? one. What? <laughs> the fuck kind of neighborhood you live in, Sam? Dude, it's West Hollywood. Yeah. There's nothing but Cox from days and out there. I know, though. And then you call Verizon. You're like, well, we don't got that Fios. It's not there. Yeah. yeah. Some fucking excuse. So you got to get them, huh? Right? You got to get Cox. And it's just like now we got all these, in. you know, it's like, okay, uh, if you don't look at people, like you say, if you don't play ball in Hollywood, good luck working. Where's that freedom? Liberals used to be like, express yourself. Something's happened where we got hijacked by whatever mm -hmm. he's calling leftists. And it's just all these rich kids who feel really guilty. Hypocrisy is fucking at an all time high. I mean, yeah. when you're pounding on these comics for saying edgy shit, all you're going to get are liars in entertainment. Hollywood's going to yeah. become Washington, D.C., where you're just electing liars. And you yeah. know they're lying. And you just don't care because you like their lies. And then they get in the office and they don't do anything they said and you don't care because you voted that one time. That's the only time you gave a fuck.
right? Yeah, it's unbelievable how they can claim that so many people are racist and intolerant, and yet that 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 hate there itself is intolerance. It's it's the it's the most incredible high level hypocrisy we've ever we've ever seen. It's It's just blatant. So much fucking hypocrisy dude and you know you go back to when it's inferior the sense of inferiorness dude they are literally in hollywood they are trying to box out white guys and you hear it happen all the time they're boxing out white guys you got guys going to auditions or you're going to meetings and they're told we're just not looking for white guys right now and that's just kneecapping the competition like, that's, that's been going on a while, though, in, in industry, really. That's yeah. probably so 10, 10, 10, 20 years, you know? And it's just like, di- that's not to me what diversity is. Diversity is me is everybody should get a chance. There exactly. should be equal opportunity and the best person who gets it. That's the same thing in politics. We have this real move right now that diversity is going to solve politics. Like, it's going to clean up corruption. Dude, the only color that matters is green, and that's cash, okay? I don't care if you're a black lesbian or an Asian fucking uh, Asian fucking gay guy. I don't care who you are. Like, the best get the job. But until you take money out, nothing's going to change. You're just changing who gets bribed. And if you're saying to me, well, it's time for ethnic people to get bribed, that's fine with me. At least you're being fucking honest. But it's like, you're not going to change fucking anything. You're, you know? Just a, a black woman isn't going to be better at a job if they're throwing her life-changing money. She's going to do the same thing the fucking old white guy did. Yeah. Maybe. 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 <laughs> dude, look at all this shit. Fucking the motives of scientists is what we got into, dude. I mean, just the believing of, like, science and the way, like, everybody thinks Neil deGrasse Tyson is a water walker. <laughs> you know? Fuck that guy. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. I know we got to wrap it up here, but uh, I'm with you, Those man. Those guys, I, I can go a little longer. Okay, okay, I like it. I like that. Did your lady go, you're talking about the Unabomber? Keep it rolling. Keep it rolling. That's right, yeah. She's a big Unabomber <laughs> person. That's you right. Know? Uh, science, it just, he's just nailed everything. Technology, you know, Twitter. Twitter was done on purpose to be able to manufacture consent. You know, people mm. thought it would be a great way to get, you know, everybody. No, man, think about what they do with Twitter. Twitter is all about these people with blue. I've been watching Twitter, man. And like there's AI or something going on that these people get these tweets and retweets on the dumbest shit. And I'm like, how the fuck does that happen? And then you realize what they're tweeting. And there's algorithms, words, phrases that the AI look for that get you a bunch of fucking tweets and retweets. And if you play a certain, you say certain things, you get more retweets on Twitter. And it just encourage it's manufacturing consent. Like, you know, social media. See, back in the day, every city, every, every village had a town idiot. And what social media has allowed is for all the town idiots to get together and think <laughs> they have a fucking movement. You know, and it's like, no, you're an asshole. You're so fucking crazy. And this notion that I have a hundred, like, I'm at a comedy show and there's 350 people there. If five people don't like the show, doesn't mean there was a problem. That's a small percentage of that show. But the way comedy clubs act, they're like, oh, my God, it's the end of the world. It's like, no, dude, five people didn't like the show. Fuck them. Yeah, I wish I could say that. (laughs) I wish I could fucking say that. Hey, Um, his brother did get a million, eh? Who? Oh, yeah, for sure, dude. I couldn't sell my brother out for a million. 
unless he's being an asshole that day. You know, he's killing people. He's okay. I could I could sell him out for a million. Freedom the press is a weak check to system. Mass media serves the system because it controls it. Which you, is you think he knows what's going on now? Who? Uh, Ted. Yeah, he's probably fucking. You think he's like he offered? Dude. He offered an interview uh, in like 2016. I think he mailed the the New York Post and said he would he would consider an interview. That's what I'm saying. I mean. His address is out there, Sam. You should fucking email him. I would love yeah. that. I would love that. If I you get an interview with the Unabomber, I'll come down and join you for it. Dude, can we do that, man? I don't know. You're an American. You've got better luck than I do. I don't have any I'll rights in your country. I'll go to his fucking place and talk to him, dude. You know? I, dude, I, I dude. What, he, he's, he's 73 or two? Yeah. I think he's like 75 now or 76. Shit. Oh, 72, Brody says. Thanks, Brody. 72. Yeah, we got to get him quick. We got to get him fucking quick. He's in Chicago when you go to Chicago. Actually, we, I was listening. I can't remember what I was listening to today, but they were talking about uh, old old Senator Robert Byrd and how he was head of the or he was in the KKK forever. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like the revisionist history of the Democratic Party. And I'm a liberal, dude. I voted Democratic for fucking ever. But it's like these people refuse to look at what, like, cry. I mean, dude, if you're watching Make It a Murder, you, it, it, it lets you know fucking Clint was even worse than I thought. You know? I mean, like, dude, when the, when the, Uno, the Oklahoma City bombing <laughs> happened, he basically kneecapped uh, habeas corpus. You know? Like, that's a huge thing. Like, when you're on trial, man, that's a huge thing. You know? But kneecap that under the under the uh, prefaces that, you know, this Unabomber is going to sit in death row forever, which had nothing to do with habeas corpus, you know? But they, that's how they sell it. Wait, that was Oklahoma City? Yeah. McVeigh? Yeah. I mean, then you look at all So, you know, there's a whole fucking... There's a whole ton of holes in that story, too, right? And it really seems like the fucking... Do you know that none of the fucking ATF people were in there that day? They all got a notice not to come to work? For sure. And, like, dude, all they do is repeat their fucking game plans. Look at Oklahoma City and then look at 9-11. How similar were those two fucking things? Oh, what do they have in common? Oh, yeah, the same security company was in charge of protecting them. (laughs) I mean, it's just ridiculous, dude. Yeah, and it was the same thing. There's a bunch of contractors in there and a bunch of sloppy work around all the columns. All the columns needed rework like a fucking two weeks before the building blew up. Oh, wow. for sure, man. And I'm sure there was some kind of drill being done as well at the time. So, I mean, dude, I mean, this, this you know, I'm going to, uh, you know, sadness for what happened in that synagogue, right? But a month earlier, what's going on? Another fucking drill. You know? I mean, it just, it's so interesting that this shit happens over and over and over again. That there's a drill going on. Another fucking simulation drill. In that synagogue. Like, what are we talking about here? Like, how does that just happen? Again. Parkland shooting. Fucking. Was that in Plantation, Florida, too? Is that. Oh, is that the right. plantation? Yeah, don't sure. even they get come, me. I, I mean, how weird is that they too? With all the all these memes going around about uh, you know leaving the plantation and then and then this happens in plantation. I mean, come on. 
Well, dude, how about the fact that the, the, the airport shooting happened in this county, that the Parkland school happened in this county, and the, and the pipe bomber that just came from this county? What do all that county have in, in, in common? Debbie Wasserman Schultz. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. And everybody, oh, just coincidence. There are no coincidences, Yeah, man. just there's too many coincidences. So speaking of, here, here's a little rundown. The, the Oklahoma City false flag operation has many parallels to the attacks on 9-11, in which Muslim extremists were mere patsies for the insiders who both stood down U.S. defenses and pre-laced demolition charges to bring down three World Trade Center buildings with two planes. Oh, yeah, dude. So some of the evidence for the o- Oklahoma City false flag, the physics, physics of the explosion of the truck bomb do not come close to supporting the amount of damage that was incur- incurred. The pattern of damage to the building does not correspond to a radially, expand, radially radially expanding explosion that diminishes in power as a cube function of distance. Massive evidence of cutter charges being employed on the columns of the building. Witnesses of multiple explosions documented on television. Ample evidence of multiple players, not just McVeigh. Security camera footage. Threats, ag- and threats against and murder of whistleblowers. Threats against the grand jury member. Irrelevant witnesses at trial, refusal to allow relevant witnesses at trial, News 4 being brought up by New York Times, blah, blah, blah. That's kind of yeah. yeah. Is there That's any, a lot, though. Is there any chance Robert Mueller's involved in some way to give us the nice... <laughs> Timothy tri- McVeigh was actually a character in a novel about such an event that predated. Oh, my God. And they call us crazy, and we're always right. We're always right. <laughs> well, let's not go that far. Yeah, always. We're all, well. we some crazy shit. We're right more than we're. I mean, dude. I mean, there's always going to be some weird, crazy stuff. Whether you want to debate flat Earth or whatever you want to do, but when we're talking like 9/11, Vegas shootings, cover-ups, and all that, yeah, yeah, totally. we're fucking right, man. Russian collusion. Nothing's come out yet. Why? Because there's nothing there. Now, am I saying that Russia didn't influence the fucking the the uh, the election and and hoping to get a candidate that will? Yeah, but did they? Uh, did, by the way, it goes from WikiLeaks hacked uh, the Russians hacked our emails to they just basically completely hacked all the voting. I mean, the goalposts just keeps keeps yeah. And we told you there was nothing there. There is something going on between Trump and the intelligence agency, and I don't care what people say. And now he's going after the Federal Reserve. I hope he. I hope he does it, man. I hope he does it, man. I hope he does it. Well, guys. Yeah, we'll see. We play with special forces too. Yeah, there's always a connection, man. There's yeah. always a connection. There's something going on, and like it's just crazy times, dude. And it's just like this bombing is just perfect right before the midterms, and then the shooting happens, and I don't know what the connection is there. It's interesting. You know? What do you yeah. think? What yeah. do you think Ted thinks about this bombing? He's trying to steal, like trying to steal fucking his hack. fucking yeah, exactly. What a fucking hack, huh? <laughs> fucking hack, stealing my. It's like Gallagher two. You know what I'm saying? You know, there's Gallagher one, and his let his brother. He's getting so much business, he couldn't do it all, so he let his twin brother do it. And then afterwards, after uh, when business started slowing down, he told his brother he couldn't do it. He goes, "Fuck you, I'm the original one." And then they had a fight over who was the original Gallagher, which that should be <laughs> a doc on that story. I want to hear that whole thing. Um, Guys, thank you so much for coming on. I had a great time. It was a wonderful show. Um, I appreciate you guys coming on. I know that you guys had a time crunch. You put a little time 
Uh, XG, I mean, dude, <laughs> these are some interesting things, dude, that you talk to your girlfriend about and she probably tells you you're crazy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, thanks you know, for having us on, on again, man. Yeah, it's always fun to your come girlfriend on likes uh, it? Tim for a hat. She, she thinks... T- Get some Crimerica she, she loves Ted because she's a scientist and she's smart, so she... she she, she 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 saw a couple documentaries of it with me because I was like I gotta research some of this shit. She's like I'm d- I'm down with the Unabomber. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. She was like fuck we it. Do that. Hot chicks down with the Unabomber. Make a calendar of that. <laughs> uh, I love the Grime America. I love your guys' show. You guys are both great. And uh, hopefully I'll get up to uh, uh, your neck of the woods and we can do a show up there. We can do something live. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. Yeah, Edmonton's close enough. We could drive up there if that's what it comes yeah. down to. Yeah, totally. Well, let's. Hey, man, maybe we'll do that. Maybe I'll see if we could add like a late show somewhere, and do a uh, do a deal with them on that, or maybe pick it like either a Thursday later show or a uh, or a Sunday. Maybe turn the Sunday into a podcast, and then you guys come out and we do it there. Yeah, man. Let us know what's. Uh, let's talk. What's I'll talk clever. about. It. Let's see. I'll yeah. make a deal, and we can talk about it. Uh, I appreciate you guys coming on, Aaron. Okay. I I appreciate you. Uh, uh, let me do today because we missed out on Monday. And I, again, I'm sorry to you guys that Monday got rescheduled. I just had crazy people in my life and, you know, and all this stuff was going on. But I appreciate you guys so much. And uh, we'll talk to you guys soon. Take care. Hope to see you guys in Sounds Texas, good. everybody. Bye-bye. Ciao.